Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, this is a podcast for home field advantage. I'm your host back again, Mike Lavelle. We are here for another week. I have not talked to y'all in a while, but guess what? Falcons are going to the Super Bowl. I know you ain't used to hearing that, but you're going to hear it a lot from me. Falcons are going to the Super Bowl. I'm very excited. I'm very excited. Uh, We're going to have to go against those dreaded New England Patriots. But in the meantime, the Falcons are going to the Super Bowl. Falcons are going to the Super Bowl. Falcons are going to the Super Bowl. Yes, sir. Oh, and for all you Green Bay fans that had all that slander for my team, we hung up 44 on you. And it could have been more. All right? Just remember that. All right? I didn't disrespect your quarterback not one bit. I didn't disrespect... Yeah, uh, Jews Peppers. I didn't disrespect your old line, but y'all had to come at my team and even had the nerve to say that y'all can blanket Julio Jones. How'd that work out for you? All right, we're gonna end that on that. But in the meantime, I got special guests in the building. One is reoccurring, one is brand new. I start my brand new guest. This is somebody who I call the awesome irritant. <laughs> All right, this is very cool people, very down to earth people. I have known him for man, maybe over fifteen years. But I tell you what, one thing you will learn, and you will learn on this podcast, this man knows football. Introducing brand new to the show of a podcast for a home field event. Introducing my boy, born. What up, bro? Hey, what's going on, man? Appreciate you having me. Appreciate you having me. And uh, every negative uh, title that you give me, I will do my best to love. <laughs> This is my resident New England Patriot fan. It's not many of them because we live in Atlanta. <laughs> but, uh, Mr. Do Your Job himself. But you know what I'm saying? We got we got a New England fan. I try to be uh, open and, and positive. Now, reoccurring to the show, reoccurring to the show, this man is, yeah, I mean, he started off as friend, but this is family right now. This is family. Uh, welcome back to the show, TJ. What up? What's going on, Mike? I appreciate it. I'll be your resident Raider fan. Since you got a Patriot in the house. Man, you like the resident Raider fan, the international Raider fan, the homegrown Mr. Raider, Raider fans. The How about Mr. Raider? Yeah, you just Mr. Raider. <laughs> All right, we'll take that. Jesus Christ. This man <laughs> talks about Raiders in his sleep. <laughs> Dreams black and silver. Bleed black and silver. Next. That means you have AIDS or something. What is that? Oh, I have papers to say I'm clean. <laughs> I'm sorry. Try again. <laughs> All right, man, so we're going to get right into it. As you know how we start our podcast, we have a lot to discuss, so we're going to get right into it. When we start our podcast, we like to cleanse ourselves, get a lot of stuff off of our chest. So we start with a rant each and every podcast. I'm going to go first. Everybody knows I have a dislike for LeBron James. Uh, I do. Um, I hate him. Uh, Do I respect his talent, his skills, uh, his prowess, his uh, capability to change the team? I sure do, uh, but I hate him. I hate everything about him. I hate his hairline. I, I I just I just dislike this man. I think the best thing that ever came from him is the fact that he married a nice looking woman. That's it. That's it. 
I don't, nothing else good comes from him, in my opinion. <laughs> nothing. If I saw him, I would punch him in the knee. I swear I would. I swear I would. But in the meantime, if you didn't see it, they played the Golden State Warriors. And Draymond Green, in his way, tried to steal the ball. But also, he wanted to give his presence to King James. LaFlop. King James fell to the ground like a sack of potatoes. <laughs> now, you may say, well, Draymond Green strong. Bron James strong. You know, a hard foul. That, you know, collision. Somebody's bound to fall. I get it. LeBron James laid on the ground as though someone shot him. Do you remember, uh, was it Menace to Society? No, Boys in the Hood. When Morris Chestnut got shot. And Ricky? How he, yeah, when, when Ricky got shot. When Ricky, that red car pulled up, Ricky got shot, he laid there. Okay, okay we thought LeBron was dead. Let, 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 I have beef mm. with Ricky. Ricky's probably the only man that could outrun a bullet, zigzag, hit the fence, do something. But he did yeah, go he straight. chose to run straight. He did. Mm-hmm. All right. He did. But back to LaFlock. Yeah. Back, yeah, back to LaFlock. Um, LeBron laid there. I thought he died. Um, <laughs> I had to look at the replays because I said, man, he must have, you know, something must have happened. LeBron James got up and he grabbed his lip. Uh, I don't understand how you lay on the ground. You just got hit in the lip. He said he was hit in the face with his shoulder. I barely saw it. It was a graze. His reply to it all was, he hit me in the face with his shoulder. It's okay. I'm a football player. Time out. See, this is what you're not going to do to me, LeBron. What you're not going to do is play both sides of the field. You cannot sit up here and be a 260-pound, eight locomotive that is built from NBA 2K and put in real life. Truck over everybody, knock over people, dunk on everybody, including a mama, and then every time you get fouled, you fall to the ground as though you are a five-year-old infant that just got pushed. I am sick of it. And then you have the nerve to disrespect football by saying you're a football player. Preach. I have seen soft football players before. They don't fall as hard as you do. I've seen brittle football players. They don't break as easy as you do. I mean, I will take Tony Romo's toughness over you. Right oh, now. my goodness. Okay? I'm sick of it. No, I'm sick of it. And then you rewind. You fast forward. Two games later, whatever. Uh, Zaza Pachulia, he gives a hard check to Russell Westbrook. Don't know if y'all guys saw it. Oh, yeah. I saw that. All right? He gave him a high chunk. He gave him a high chunk. That's what you're supposed to do. That's Zaza's job. All right, anybody say that's dirty, you need to go and look at Bill and Beer from the Pistons. <laughs> Zaza did his job. All right, Russell laid on the ground for a little while, got up, kept playing. They interviewed Russell. They said, Russell, what about that uh, collision? Russell's response was, I'm going to get him back. I'm giving you the clean version. But he said, I'm going to get him back. Mm-hmm. This is how you're supposed to respond, LeBron. Stop giving me all these excuses. I'm a football player, all this stuff. I seen Jeff T give you a hard foul. And you flew from the court to the third row in the stands. I am sick of you, LeBron. I swear I am tired. You cannot be this big and expect us to believe that these smaller people are just knocking your block off. You should be tired of laying on the ground. You have kids. They watch TV. Stop it. But my question is, does the flopping, did this flopping originate with him? No, 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 no. Or did he grow up? Watching a culture of flopping come in, because I, I think, feel like shade is coming. I feel no, no, it's not shade. It's not shade. 
The ultimate flopper in my book is Derek Fisher. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, no. Derek Fisher no. flies back half the court after being touched. Derek Fisher initiated all of this. I'm going to throw my hands up and get the call. Like, you can't take it away and just put it all on LeBron. LeBron grew up watching other people flop, getting calls. No. That, that part I agree with. The biggest oh. flopper I've ever seen is Manu Ginobili. I mean, that guy. But I feel like Derek's got it down way better than Manu. Like, De- Derek then won some games off of flopping. How many times Manu has? Did he flop when uh, Barnes came and checked him at his house? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Nah, he, he you know, he oh. took Taylor Rant. Like that's, yeah. we know we know Matt Barnes is a G. Like we we, <laughs> we know this. We, like he has no problem giving you that oh. issue. Hey, we the dark skinned community would like to adopt Barnes, Matt Barnes. We'll uh, we'll take Matt Barnes and we'll give you Soldier Boy. Oh uh, yeah, that's throw in. I got it. White skins will I'm just saying, I mean I mean, am I wrong? I'm I know I hate on LeBron, but at this point, I'm just tired of you too big to be falling on the ground and laying there and holding up the game. Not at all. Not I, I just, at all. I'm I mean, just tired of it. And he's teaching. Let's, let, let's, let's be logical with it. He's teaching these kids that's growing up playing AAU ball high school, okay, we're not just going to play the game. We're going to flop. We're going to get fake fouls, and that way we can then dominate that way. Mm-hmm. We'll go to the free throw line. We'll, um, we'll get you to foul out instead. Of actually playing the game. So, yeah, it's very tiresome. You get yeah. tired of seeing it. It'd be different if it was every once in a while, but it's all, it's consistent. It's almost every game. It is really is. See, the thing is, if it look good, it must be good. At least you can go by that premise. Because if you can get a player who's a definite threat fouling out early by making it seem oh, yeah. like, you, like you got hit, okay, do it. Yeah, I mean, I hate to I hate to use this phrase. So I'm a Patriots fan, but if he ain't cheating, he ain't trying. Oh, oh my goodness. boy, bring that mic a little closer. Uh, and, and, that's, that, and that ain't cheating. That uh, Tuck rule, by the way, Mr. Oh, Vegas fan. Oh, oh geez, we, 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 we went there. We went there. You gotta be kidding. We went there. Show me a rule book where the Tuck rule was in there in the nineties. After that, it wasn't no rule no more. So I can't show you no more because <gasps> it does not <laughs> exist anymore. Anymore, <laughs> nah, but, but I mean, like I said, like if you know that if you make it look like somebody fouled you, however hard, and you know that you're going to mm-hmm. get an easy two points, take them. I, to- I totally agree. I totally agree. Take um, with LeBron James being the king, I don't even mind him flopping a little bit. The queen, but there's mm-hmm. certain there's a certain standard when you get to the Marcus Smarts and the LeBron James. I don't need you to flop, hit a spin in the air, and land three feet away from the from where you got fouled. I don't need that. I don't need you to lay in the court so everybody come check on you. Your team is almost finna fight over nothing. Yeah, but well, I mean, hold on. But I mean, what's the rule with flagrant fouls though? It, the make the worse you make it look. Oh yeah, the, the worse more, you make it. The yeah. more inclined, the more inclined the refs are to call that flagrant. That's true. Richard Jefferson true. wasn't about to fight. We all know that was all. We hype. don't know that Richard Jefferson wasn't about listen, to fight. Listen, Richard Jefferson, a cold man. I don't know if you know that man left his woman at the altar. It takes yeah. a cold dude to do that. That don't mean he got no. That don't mean he got fighting him. We don't know that. <laughs> okay. All right. Everybody thinks Kevin Garnett can fight. I don't. Mm. We know Kevin Garnett can't fight. That's all. And I'm a Boston. everybody don't know that. I'm, I'm a Boston fan. Kevin Garnett is all talk. Yeah, but everybody don't know that. He seems like he can fight. You a Boston fan? Yeah. 
So that means you should be a Pacers fan. Too. Nah, <clears throat> Boston Celtics, sir. That's that's mm-hmm. it. That's it's general it. general area. Nah, that's where it lies. So we brought up we brought up the that's that's my rant. I hope I ain't spill too much hate. All I'm saying is, all right, LeBron, you wanna do your flopping all that? All that's cool. I get it. But stop laying on the ground. Stop all that. And if you are gonna do all that, man, have a good response. Don't be talking about saying you're a football player. I don't wanna hear that, bro. Because all it's gonna take is one of them safeties to come down and pop LeBron and him say, Oh, I'm a basketball player again. I'm waiting on Zaza <laughs> Julia. You think Draymond hit you? I'm wait. I know they had a conversation. They said Zaza. Listen, Zaza. I mean, he didn't come from. He came from Milwaukee, but he gained fame in Atlanta. I I done seen Zaza check some folks. He's from the country of Georgia. He don't have much to lose. Right? When tanks are in your backyard, you don't care a lot about life. Understand that he is from a war torn country. He will check somebody. Period. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I'd, I'd like to see it. I'm hoping for I it. I think it's going to happen. Either way, we're going to see a flop that makes it look like it happened. We might. All I'm right. just saying. All right, we're going to get to the football because Patriots came up. So, my boy Bowman has a, has a bit of a rant. Well, I, I look at the state of the NFL. You know, like, what is it? The president has a state of the union address. Well, there's a state of the NFL. The NFL is soft as wet tissue paper. I oh, know boy. because I just spilled some water on some tissue paper before I left the house. <laughs> it is soft. You cannot touch a receiver. You can't touch a QB. Now, mind you, True. I'm I'm an offensive guy, but I, I play defense too. Mm-hmm. I like to hit somebody. And I, I look at some of these hits on these QBs. You know, you might have hit them a little high, a little low. My thing is, ain't nobody perfect. You know, especially True. you coming off a block. I mean, you're going up against some of these big 360, 70-pound offensive linemen moving cows out the way. I mean, these jokers is big. It's true. I mean, you can't always get a clean rush, you know, and, and so some of these little tic-tac, and I, I even the penalties that they call for people who hit Brady, I, I will be very, very objective with this, mm-hmm. Mr. Raiders fan. I doubt that. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I'll be real objective. I mean, he, you know, and like I said, it's just like LeBron. Some of these hits, some of these, some of this little contact that gets, that gets called and flagged, it really ain't worth the flag. That's true. It's very you know, true. I, I get the player safety issue. I think it's a little bit more – I think they should really focus more on it with the receivers because, you know, it's a lot of this leading with the crown of the helmet, all this other stuff. That's perfectly reasonable. Mm-hmm. Now, my problem is when some of these receivers start ducking, trying to get away from tackles. Which they do all the time. Every <laughs> single time. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, they talk about helmet to helmet. Uh, look, if I lead – if I go down with my pad low, you know, shoulder pads low – and this guy tries to duck away from the hit, which is some of these smaller receivers like your Julian Edelman's or your Chris Hogan's. Yeah. Those guys make a living trying to duck and, and get yards out of the catch. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I really think that they need to make some of those personal fouls a little bit more debatable, reviewable, whatever you want to call it. Very true, very true. Now, last thing, last thing, well, two last things. One, I hate Roger Dale with a passion. Hate, <laughs> we know this. <laughs> I hate that man, not just because of what he did about Brady, but – he has so many inconsistencies. Yeah. The pit, the, the, the penalties, the, the ways people are getting fined and suspended. You know, people <laughs> get more suspensions for drugs than they do for, you know, hey, say domestic violence, you know. Very true. You know, the whole Ray Rice, we all know about that. You know, but it's just, so he need to be gone. That, that's just it. He I don't, need, I don't he disagree. To needs to be gone. Last but not least, the Pro Bowl. I used to look forward to after the Super Bowl watching the Pro Bowl. It was a reward. I don't care mm-hmm. if you made it to the Super Bowl or not. That's just your reward to chill, have a good time, go to Hawaii, 
do the skills test. I mean, back in the day, Deion Sanders and all them cats. You know, and so now it's, well, we need to get more people watching it. So we're going to have it before the Super Bowl. So what the heck about the people who got voted into it? Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm like right. a penalty, like in the case of Brady. I don't even, I didn't even care about the Pro Bowl to to figure out if he got voted into it. That's how bad it is. Right. Yeah, know, so that's true. I'm like, you gonna penalize a person who gets voted to the Pro Bowl because they made it to the Super Bowl? Makes no sense. You know, so it's it's a case of this is a fair do, statement. They're doing too much to try to get viewers and and you know all the you, know, you can even look at like the the two games a week, the Monday night and Thursday night, and then Saturday football. Now, mind you, for us who like to watch football, that's cool. But when you talk about player safety, if you're doing so much to regulate how people are getting hit, you know, touching the QBs, then yeah, like what are they they equated to a car crash, playing yep. pads. Yeah, you know, I mean, so you got to be consistent. That's my biggest thing. And that consistency, you're going to eliminate Thursday football. You're going to el- eliminate Saturday football. And you're strictly going to play on Sunday or Monday. I'm fine with it. Yeah, Because most of those games are trash. They're watered down. People are tired. Well, you got, you got what, one day off with three days of prep? Mm-hmm. That's, that's well, not fair. Not even that. Um, let's see. You're off Monday. Tuesday, yeah, you're off Wednesday. Monday. Yeah, Tuesday. And, and then you might have to travel. So you might have to travel Tuesday, really Tuesday is your whole practice. Tuesday and a half, like yeah. it's it's hard, it's it's yeah. tough. I don't like the. I used to like the Thursday nights when they used to flex that game. It was like they didn't start the Thursday nights until halfway through the season and or the last six game. games, mm-hmm. and they picked like real like playoff battles or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. Now it's you know mm-hmm. they just throwing up Thanksgiving, games. Thanksgiving I think was on Thursday. That's cool. You know yeah. that's a tradition. Only time I'm cool with the Saturday games is when you have playoffs. You know, yeah, that's spread it. that out. That's spread it. that out. That's cool. I, I totally agree. I totally agree. Um, but I, I do think that there's a medium to where we need the NFL needs to find between Paul Tagliabue, who was too lenient. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Paul Tagliabue was like, I don't care. We making money. It don't matter. Oh, one more thing. Make American football great again. I'm sorry. I understand you want viewers overseas. I don't, oh. If my team is playing in London. Doggone it. I don't want to play in London. I want them to play in their home state. And no Mexico. No. They got They got football. They got football. No. I'm take Mexico every day of the year because <laughs> nope. we, we got a W there. So I yeah, take it. Uh, I'm going to tell you what, y'all might as well get used to that because the, they, they want to push it outside. Yeah, it's I, not I going that. nowhere. I, I get that. Uh, but I do think that it's it's kind of jacked up for teams to lose a home game mm-hmm. to go overseas. I don't I mean, know how you work Didn't they have out. an expansion league in Europe and that failed? They like, did. Yeah, they did. teams got scrapped. So, so why are we trying to do that again? We've already proven it doesn't work. Ratings. Money. Ratings, sir. Ratings. Oh, okay. Money. They go so, have you seen those stadiums when they go over there? Well, yeah, I've seen them because they're playing in the My soccer stadium. goodness, they pay. Packing them out. You're going to pack some out that you don't get all the time. Yeah. But they're going to end up losing more. Everybody got a jersey in there. Everybody, a jersey or shirt. Nobody's in regular. Like over here, we don't care. We're going our regular t shirt. You know what I'm saying? Long we got tickets over there. We have our vintage jerseys. Yeah. Speaking of a vintage jersey, I saw a Algae Crumpler 83. Walking down the street today. No, I mean it. it was oh yeah, they pulling super, them out. It was super they pulling faded. them out. Like I, I know she's been a Falcons fan for years. Hey man, listen, we we, we come out, we come out with the with the jerseys like whenever roaches. we win. Like roaches, like roaches. We come out with oh, the jerseys. Oh my bad, my bad. We, 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 okay, I got slander. Uh huh. It's okay. We, oh, no, I, I was happy to see it. I'm I was waiting. happy to see it. Algie was a great man. Yes, he was. He was. I just liked him for his name. He didn't end up going to New England. Mm. Huh? Did he mm. win a 
ring with New England? I, I think he I, did. I don't remember. I don't. I don't. I can't remember. remember. I mean, that's just in this, in this current day and age, that would be blasphemy. But he didn't play much. Though. I don't. I don't think. He yeah, he didn't. Much, well, he was mostly a blocker at that point. Yeah, at that in point, his point career, so. he was not really mobile. He was looking like Antonio Gates. <laughs> <laughs> Antonio Gates. Speaking of Antonio Gates, we off them rants, man. Yeah, we Chargers. we got all that off our, off our chest, man. I appreciate y'all. So let, let's get right into it, the meat and the potatoes. Uh, Antonio, not mm. Gates, Brown. I want to talk about him. Uh, of course, he's out the playoffs now. Um, I don't I don't know what to say about his playoff performance. It wasn't horrible, but it it wasn't what his team needed. Um. <laughs> I, I don't know. I I don't know what to say about Antonio Brown, but Scheme. you know, after you know, ooh, 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 um, can, you know, he he went up against Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, they won by just kicking field goals, and um, after the game, he streamed live on Facebook. You know, uh, the locker room, and in the meantime, he caught his coach Mike Tomlin saying, you know. Talking candidly about his next opponent, the New England Patriots, who we now know defeated them handedly. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, before I ask, do you have an issue with Antonio Brown? Born, do you think? I, I, I know what Belichick says. I, I don't even listen to him in, in press conferences, <laughs> to be honest. He, the same thing he, he does some PR stuff. But do you think that that gave New England anything I, extra? I, I think – on an individual level, player-wise, oh, you, you're going to dog us like this? Yeah, I mean, like... So I like, totally agree. I mean, I look at it like with Brady. Like, you know, Brady might might not ever say it, but he got a chip on his shoulder. Like, oh, yeah. you're going to suspend me four games, and I done played better than some QBs all season in, in these 12 games. So, yeah, I think man for man, there was probably some, you know, everybody had a chip on their shoulder. But when you think about how the teams are run, you know, and I hate to parent Julian Edelman, but he said... That's the culture of their team. That's how it's that's how it's run in their locker room. You'll never hear the Patriots all fired up talking about, oh yeah, they dogging us. Oh, we got them. You, you never hear that. Mm-hmm. What coach? Well, will, will we never hear that because nobody's streaming it on social media? You dog on right, they ain't streaming it. <laughs> I'm like, look, look. I mean, I feel like this. If you think about the makeup of New England's teams, they don't always have. Household names. They don't have Julia, uh, uh, Julio Jones. They don't have an Antonio Brown. Okay, so sometimes, you got, you, yeah, most, but for the most part, yeah, outside of Moss and that was it. Gronk, yeah, Gronk. You know, but you know, he he started there. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, so outside of those guys, you have some guys that are interchangeable. Like that's one of the key things and and key phrases you'll hear when you describe the New England Patriots. So interchangeable. So I mean, they got rid of some of these superstars. Uh, Chandler Jones, uh, that other uh, linebacker that they sent Jamie to Jamie Collins. Jamie Collins is sent to the Cleveland Browns. I mean, those he did get paid though. Yeah, yeah, those are some Jesus. caliber players, <laughs> and they will ship them off in a heartbeat. Because if you don't buy into what they're doing, from how you're perceived out in the media to the distractions to what you do on the field, then you go. I don't care how good you are. I think that's a good point because I, you brought something up about the media. I think what the problem is with a lot of athletes they. They know how to handle themselves PR wise now on the media, mm-hmm. but the the social media is still in their hands, mm-hmm. and and I don't know if they feel like it's this veil where you can't see me. Nobody's but, governing it. Yeah, like there's no real rules to it. No one said, okay, this is what we're gonna do. This is what we're not gonna do. No one's really been punished for it. Mm-hmm. And I, again, not to touch on the Raiders, but look at Alden Smith. What did he do? He went out there and smoked a blunt. 
Oh, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Snapchat, I think. No, was it Snapchat? It Snapchat. It Periscope. Was, he was on Periscope. Periscope. He was on Periscope. Mm. It was his hands and his voice. And she said, the woman he had with her. She even said it. She was like, should you be doing that? He was like, they don't know it's me. It's not like they know it's Alden Smith. Okay. <laughs> the light bulb didn't go off that, hey, now they're going to put one and one together. And now you're suspended. Now you can't come back into the league yeah. until there's some. I forgot about that one. Now. Behind it, mm-hmm. social media is going to continue to be a problem. Listen. And you think about Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. You caught your coach in the media in, in the middle of his speech saying, "Hey, chill on the social media," and you didn't cut the feed. You kept going for like another nine or ten minutes. You yeah. not, you missing the point altogether. Well, see, here's here's yeah. my issue. Like with when it comes to NFL and media, they want people to be accessible to the media, but they want media that they can control. It's a control thing. You know, like I said, like I, I look at it like Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch will say, thank you for asking for all the 15 minutes that yeah. you've got to be up there. In fact, Bill Belichick is the Marshawn Lynch of coaches because he will repeat the same answer over true. and over and over so he can get off that platform. Very true. You know, but it's what they can control. And the, the NFL is all about control. Even you know, though I will say, can't really control. I don't listen to Belichick when he's on that stage because I know he's just going to say a bunch of random stuff mm-hmm. and confuse you and then walk off. But when he said Insta chat and snap something, <laughs> a snap face, I cracked up. I was yeah. like, holy crap, that was funny. But that tells you something. That tells you how little he actually cares about social yeah. media. This, the NFL makes a blanket statement, a blanket policy about social media. I don't even think that the NFL as a league should interfere with the whole social media. I think that should be handled by the teams. Do you? you? Should, yes, I do. I think the NFL should interfere. No, I, I don't. Because let me tell you, like... I don't think that he should get fined however many thousands of dollars by the league and then turn around and be punished by the team, too. Okay. Okay, you know, I so see what you're saying. Under the purview of the team itself. Because here's the thing. Football, we talk trash. Coaches going to dog people. If anybody who's been in the locker room, we done heard our coach and say something about the next team, we going to put our foot yeah. off in them. What a, it's yeah. not always pretty. And the thing about it is they're not going to let the reporters catch that. They're not gonna let them do that. Like That's unless true. a coach, unless a coach explodes like Benny Green you know, on on, yeah. his, on camera, you're not <laughs> gonna catch. You're not gonna see that candid moment. That's why okay? I, I don't know if y'all, you know, the people know. Uh, I'm sure you guys know. Media is not allowed within a few certain minutes after a game. I think it's like there's like a ten minute cool down. Yeah, period. it's like a cool down mm-hmm. period. You know, but yeah. is there a cool to cool down? No, that's why we get all the great sound bites. You can't give them too much cool down. The media need theirs too. But is there a cool down for social media? Like, as soon as you go in the locker room, you firing up. Like, I know you can't do it from the bench because Ocho Cinco got in trouble for that. Mm-hmm. But he got in trouble for a bunch of stuff. That yes, he did. Just because they want to mess with him. But I, I, I don't know if I say they, treat it, they I have say enough. Treat it like a team meeting. Like you know, there are no distractions in team meetings. Like when y'all are prepping, when y'all watching film. Cool. Treat it like a team meeting. For that period of time when the coach is talking, okay, cool. No social media, no distractions, no no reporters, nothing like that. After that, in the locker room, the locker rooms belong to the players unless the coach is passing through. Mm-hmm. That's how you sh- that's how you regulate it because that way you miss anything that they talking about like as far as, you know, they don't f- cover schemes, you know, or what we got to do next week. But you're going to also avoid catching, you know, Tomlin dogging out his his upcoming upcoming opponent right you know so i mean like i said make it uh make it a team policy don't let the nfl be involved right and here's where here's where i wanted uh for those people because we do got listeners that to this podcast who don't exactly watch sports here's why it's important the pittsburgh steelers 
don't really have a good defense. So, but they they have some really great offensive pieces. Mm-hmm. All right, that was what you need to hang your hat on to go up against this juggernaut who New England was playing really well the last four weeks. Offensively, really well, right. You gave them more firepower. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. this makes it. it. It takes me back. I don't know if y'all remember that play. LeGarrette Blunt ran for about six yards, and then the whole team pushed him another mm-hmm. team. And I'm looking like, you can't tell me you didn't light more fire up under a fire team. Like, mm-hmm. that doesn't make sense. But it's all because you want to flex on you know and smile on social media mm-hmm. but at the same time too i think these these uh players need social media because you can't leave the your your perception and your image in the hands of the media yeah. they will do whatever they want to with it yeah you got to be like ocho cinco who mm-hmm. when it was his time to go which it was before his time might i mm-hmm. add because he could still play yeah and, and to be honest he probably could come in here and play some more when it was his time to go he had a platform to continue making money. Build your brand. He had a brand. So I know you need your social media. You just got to handle it right. Mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, it's like you said with Alden Smith. I was just, I, I don't know how dumb you can get with that. I'm sorry. I just. You said it right, Alden Smith. That, that equates to dumb. Uh, my boy, Laramie Tunsil. Um, you know, granted, he didn't put it on social media, but you recorded it. Somebody had access to it. Somebody had access to it. Like let's let's be real, let's be logical. To you using a you know gas mask for okay cannabis smoking. If I use a gas mask right now, how many people know? One, two, and myself. Yeah, but when you put a phone into it, why is it you introduce a phone? Everything changes. Mm -hmm. I feel like when you're in when you're in the team facilities. Mm -hmm. I mean, to go back to the whole locker room thing. If you're in the team facilities, you're in uniform. You're on their premise. All that social media, all your electronics, all that needs to be killed because you're on the clock. You're working. You're at your job. What you do outside of that, now that's a different story. I.e., uh, Odell Beckham and them boys on the boat. Took that that IG photo. Right. We would have never knew. We would have never knew. But it's their day off. What they do on their day off is fine. But while you're you're on the clock, let's keep it it professional. Yeah, that's true. If you on the field, could you be Facebook? Could you be on Facebook Live? Could nah, you be streaming? Yeah, you right. nah, Same way in the locker room. Same way in the training room. If the team's gonna put out some information, let them put it out. But you individually don't need to do that. Mm-hmm. That's gonna keep you out of a lot of trouble. That keeps you away from all the gray areas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's a fine line. I mean, I think about all of those challenges that pop up on YouTube, like all these YouTube sensations. Yeah, yeah. Who's actually recording these guys in the locker room doing it's these challenges? Good point. Because, like I said, you can't sit up there and be like, "Oh, well, we doing it for charity, yada yada yada." You know, somebody just you know took out their cell phone and recorded this challenge, and it's acceptable. But then for it's for an, when it's for an individual, you be like, "Oh, it's a problem." You know, like I said, as long as you're not distracting or take away from the team because see my thing is if the nfl decides to punish antonio brown because of the image that he allowed you say with 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 uh tomlin you're gonna you're gonna penalize tomlin too because he's the one who to. said that stuff yeah that's you a know good so point. like i said that's like you know but then you get into whole illegal thing like he was recorded without his permission so it's just yeah. opening up too many other doors. Exactly. So yeah, that's what I say. If you leave it under, let the team stipulate yeah, I, I what's agree acceptable, now. then the NFL don't have to be involved because there won't be any consistency. We've already seen that. Well, I will say <laughs> this. The NFL has to protect its interests. Um, so the NFL has rules in place for social mm-hmm. media. I think that needs to stay. 
But everything else, I do agree. You know, it needs to be governed on a team-to-team basis. While I'm giving my speech, everybody, I need everybody's attention. No phones. You know, maybe you have to adopt that policy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you get to the part where you can control your own social media, but you can't control other people's. Exactly. Um, I always make a good point because I think that, uh, you know, no offense, <laughs> I think New England Patriots are a bit hypocrites. But let me rephrase. The Boston media viewpoint towards the New England Patriots is hypocritical because they make a lot of waves about the Patriot way, um, about what they think it is. But I don't think the Boston media even knows what it is. (laughs) I think everybody else knows what it is but them. Because the way they praise Gronkowski, and I'm looking like, I've seen Gronkowski twerking 16 times on a boat in the red strobe lights with no shirt on. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many times I've seen it. Social media, I've seen it on Facebook, but it's never him, mm-hmm. somebody else recording it. Exactly. You can't control that. Yeah, I mean, but he's got his own website. You know, he's got his own apparel and stuff like that. He's got his own fitness. So my thing is, it depends on what you're doing. Like I said, building your brand. When you made that comment about Ocho Cinco, yeah. after he left, he was able to transition into reality shows, this, that, and the third. Okay, cool. So you're using the notoriety and the, the fame that you're getting as a football, a, a superstar football player to establish these businesses now yeah. the twerking and the party and everything that ain't no different than odell beckham on that boat he's on his own time and is he allowing that to take away from his production on the field and his work ethic if you can yeah, say sure. if you can say no then it's okay but if it was a distraction then guess what belichick will be in that ear about about that foolishness so it, it, again it's a fine line because he's actually establishing businesses for himself. But who determines if it's a distraction? That's why I mm. said it, it needs to be up to the Whoa, coaches, whoa, right? whoa. That's a big question. That's because a big question. Perception is reality. Yeah. Odell on that boat, everybody swears up and down it was a distraction. But I don't think it was. I don't think it was. It was his day off. Here's the thing social media has given us too much access. Just I mean, saying, yeah. how many times did Jordan go out on a boat? How many times did. Peyton Manning or some of these older players before social media showed up do these things Listen, on their days off. We found out but, Peyton Manning was sexual harassing people. Yeah, right. <laughs> what if social media was around then? Wait, look how many commercials Peyton Manning does. Yeah. I mean, Papa, John. Papa John's, the Lincoln commercials, yeah. everything. So, I mean, it, you can't pick and choose, though. That's the thing. You can't pick right. and choose. He's taking time off to do commercials, you know, and it's up to the. That's what I say. A lot of this stuff needs to be up to the coaches and or the individual team organization. Right, but that's what I was saying. Like, you you you're right, but that's only with their social media. Mm -hmm. In this social media age, you almost don't. Sometimes you don't have a control over your image. Mm -hmm. Um, If there was no social media. I would say what we know that Gronkowski is a party man, but yes, we would because he makes flyers. Yeah. Um, But would we, you know what I'm saying? There's certain people that we know certain things about. Like, would we know so much? Would Johnny Manziel still be in the league? We don't know. Yeah, we don't know. I'm talking now, we're talking now. Johnny Manziel has legal issues. All right. Legal issues. Yeah. Uh, Name a a professional sport that doesn't have an athlete that doesn't have legal issues. Touche. I get that, but phys- I mean, physical altercations, domestic violence, public drunkenness. I mean, you, we we getting into a whole different little di- different little attitude. And then on top of that, it wasn't like he was consistently a superstar performer. With Gronk, 
you don't see his production drop off. We see him out That's for true. injury, but he's also one of the hardest per, hardest working persons in that locker room. I, 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 I don't disagree with that's that. That's what I said. Like that's how you distinguish if they're like Odell Beckham. That was his time off, but guess what? Then he turned around and had a crappy game. So I yeah, mean, so now, you, yeah. you brought that on yourself, right? So and, you know. so now that window's over. But that's what I'm saying. Like when, when you talk about Gronkowski. Like I know his work ethic is there, but I also know his party ethic is there. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even gonna lie. First of all, I will party with Gronk. Doug on Skip. Oh yeah, all the Gronk brothers. We Doug on Skip because we don't talk about the other Gronk Cuskers, uh, uh, Gronk brothers because they sorry, but they be just right there with. <laughs> I will party with a Gronk. So, but but my point is. You can't control your social media with a lot of things because other people are around ready to mm-hmm. snap this life altering event. Share and, it. And the, and the point is, yeah, my point is for Johnny Manziel, yes, he has legal issues. Could a lot of stuff have been hidden if there was no social media? I believe it could have. I'll give you a good example, and I, it pains me to say this, but Aaron Hernandez. I was just thinking oh, Aaron Hernandez. Like you literally did not see anything about Aaron Hernandez except if it was on the field or until he got arrested. That was it. Like that was I, I mean, I didn't it. see nothing about social media, nothing for that guy. He it was almost like he didn't exist until he walked into the Patriots facility. And, and on that he got field. arrested, all these other social media aspects start showing up. The yeah, pictures exactly. of the guns that uh, the pictures of yeah. him and the guns. Uh-huh. This is incriminating, yeah. Like yeah. it's like, why are you again, it goes back to the I wanna say the maturity level of these players coming out of college. Is yeah, there man. no one in these organizations saying, Hey, you gotta chill on that? You but can't social media is new. Hold on, listen, listen. That ain't that ain't a maturity, that's a lifestyle. The stuff that he was doing. That, that's I mean, true. That's, that's a lifestyle. That's a gangster. Overall, <laughs> Overall, Lord, we found out that was a gangster. Bruh. Oh my goodness! Hey, <laughs> I, I take him on my team. I wouldn't even tackle that. I mean, yeah, I mean, bro, I nah, mean, I'm good. Among among people that's willing to do some gangster stuff is Ray Caruth and then Aaron Hernandez. Uh-huh. <laughs> Let me be a little petty. <laughs> oh, be petty, Michael Vick. We killing dogs. We talking gangster. We talking gangster I, I, you stuff. Raker Roof. He just owned it. I think. Yeah. I don't even know how. We don't even know how much how involved he was in that. He might have just owned it and provided the. I think the people. Are, yeah, I think the people around here were fake gangsters because they snitched on him in the meat. Yeah, yeah Raker Roof is definitely number one. I. Uh, Hernandez might be close one point five. Yeah, because because uh, the stuff they still coming out about they, like man. they still they trying to identify his tattoos as confessions of stuff that he may have done. His tattoo. Yeah, it's crazy. So, 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 I, I want to take this a little broader. You, uh, TJ, you mentioned something earlier. We think that there's too much access to social media. I think we all can agree with that. I don't know if you heard about the recent uh, actor who um, he committed suicide on Facebook Live yesterday, January twenty fourth. Um, that's does that's the world we in. And what I said earlier was social media is new. I don't know if we know all the rules to it yet, but I tell you what, it has opened up accessibility to things that I just, it's too much. I think you, uh, you're talking about, uh, I think his name was Jay Bowdy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in He in committed suicide media, on Facebook. You can think about it like this. I, I read this somewhere. We have thousands of friends or followers on these social media platforms, but yet we feel so alone. I was reading an article on him. He was depressed. 
I mean, you think about it. You got yeah, all these it people, was, yeah. You got all these people following you and liking your stuff, yeah. but you have no one to talk to. Bring that mic a little closer. You yeah. Have, you have no one to talk to, no one you feel you can confide in. That's a problem. We might need to rethink our social media platform. But that's never changed. It's just social media got introduced now. Yeah, I think about Robin Williams. You know, how much was he on social media? Hey, he committed suicide. All right. I mean, like, I mean, we Robin Williams, old school. Yeah. You know, I mean, back before social media came out. Right. So, I mean, if a person is depressed, if they have inclinations for suicide, this, that, and the third, I mean, Robin Williams was a megastar. Not, mega not even star. just a megastar. You think somebody who brings so much happiness and joy into other people's lives, mm-hmm. and you to, you, you to the point where you want to kill yourself. Like, there, there's an issue. There's... The social, I feel like the social media is making people, while they're, you're being exposed to them at the same time, it's isolating people. You don't really feel like you have that connection with anyone because it's mm. all fake. It has ruined It has ruined the status of relationships. Like I think about, going back to Antonio Brown just really quick, what did he do that for? No one knows. Just for people to just. No, 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 no. He is sponsored by Facebook. Now? Oh, he wasn't? After that, not oh, before, he, no, he, not before. So there was absolutely no reason to do it. He did it for people that don't even know him to show some type of appreciation. Maybe, uh, maybe that was his entry into Facebook being sponsored by them, by doing something like maybe that. Maybe that's what it got. Maybe that's what I mean, it got it's, him. it's definitely what got him there. Yeah. I mean, but still. But I mean, it might have been a prior discussion. We're we doing too much on social media. Yeah. We're doing too much. First of all, people act like there's a veil, like you can't see me. Like the word media is still in there. Like they pe- like again, people will do things on social media that they won't do in the public media, which well, doesn't make sense because we still can see. Well, seriously, my thing. Everybody wants their 15 minutes of fame. Think about how many people Talk about it. Think about how many people get catapulted into some kind of notoriety by getting YouTube followers. Like that's something true. stupid. Yeah. Or something I mean like all these challenges that come up. Where, where do you think that come from? I mean, it's all about getting your 15 minutes of fame, maybe getting a, hate to put it like this, but a reality TV show or appearance on there or something like that. And that's it. I mean, most people want to be famous. Like, it's it's an easy ride, so to speak, as opposed to actually, you know, I hate to put it like this, but like trying to get rich, you know, trying to work to get, you know, wealthy. Let me take it a step further. This is a mini rant. I don't know if you guys, but the New York Post and several newspapers, real legit newspaper, did an article on this woman. And I'm going to clean this up as much as I can. She has a 60-inch buttock. All right. She continues to get injections. She has admitted that she is continuing to risk her life by getting these injections. And she says she did it to get the Instagram followers. I said, is this where we've come? It is. Is this what we come? Yes. And I ask myself, I'm like, all these girls, all I see you get out of this whole thing is followers, likes, and a flat tummy tea endorsement. Uh, I don't even know what flat tummy tea pays. They can't uh, pay that much. A message to check your DMs, too. You know, that's that's what you get, too. Uh, Yeah, check your DMs. So you can get chose but be lonely in two weeks. Hey, man, I'm just saying, like, this woman, (laughs) all she had is her followers. That can't keep you warm at night. But that's not what they're worried about. They worried about the followers. They worried Man. about the likes. It's a, I mean, who? I put like this: like club for free. Like, for for okay, for the majority of women who do stuff like that, I'm, I don't want to sound sexist or nothing, but most women. It's a sexist show. Go ahead. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I'm with that. Okay, so okay, no, but for real, like most women can't take the traditional steps to be a model. 
All right, they can't get True. on America's Top Model. They, I know they, where you're going they with can't this. starve themselves to be on somebody's Vogue or CoverGirl or whatever else you want. You know, wearing all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, what's the quick and? I mean, everybody wants the quick and easy way, right? So, what's the best way to do it? We know what y'all dudes like: big booty, nice boobs, and the ability to see as much of it without it being considered porn. Cool, Instagram, Snapchat, all that stuff. And they do it because, guess what? If enough people start looking, talk about how bad this person is, how good she looked, just like anything, like when we talk about the social media, like people sharing videos and all this other stuff. Man, look at this girl, look at this girl. Hope they feel like maybe their name is gonna be ringing and somebody who has a little bit of money, who has a little bit of influence, who can get them into a yeah. more visible platform, that's, they go. It used to be video girls. Now it's IG. That's true. And see, what what this leads to is, I wonder what's going to happen with this Instagram generation. This over, let me rephrase it, this oversharing social media generation. Because kids grow up. Don't know if y'all know this. Kids grow up. They know how to use Google. I Google my mom. Whoa. All I see is my mom butt everywhere. Mm-hmm. Are you okay with that? Yeah, I'll be real for real because I'm an IT field. Hey, nothing like that you delete, delete it for real. Yes. Even with this whole Snapchat thing. Everything. Everybody feels, oh, it'll be deleted in 24 hours. <laughs> oh, okay, you know, a lot of stuff gets stored for several years. There you go. It's this is from an IT person. It's sitting well. on a server waiting to be found. Basically. I, I but just, at the same time, they're not thinking about that. They not. They don't have the foresight to be like, oh, maybe this is going to affect me down the road. They only care about the here and now. And that's where I wanted to get to. Unfortunately, this has come into our sports and athletes. The here and now, they don't think about how it affect the future. Antonio Brown didn't think maybe something could get heard in his locker room that could light a little more fire on the New England Patriots until you got your tail whooped. And you was walking off that field, and your your quarterback was calling out all you young players. Well, see, okay, now I hate to say this again because I'm, uh, you know, we finna go up against y'all next, you know, couple weeks. But Falcons in the Super Bowl, yeah, doggone right. <laughs> New England for their ninth. <clears throat> but anyway, um, but no, I mean, I put like this: like Julio Jones, y'all don't hear nothing about that man. All right? Yeah, y'all don't hear nothing about him. Like I think that with certain individuals, you know, and you don't see it too much with people of a younger generation. All mm-hmm. right. But a lot of guys are convinced of their own superiority and their own invincibility. Ooh, Antonio okay. Brown think you know he that man. He he is that man. On, I mean, on, on the he stories. is a bad man. He's a he is a bad man. But guess what? He might have made some catches, but he wasn't getting no yards after catch. He wasn't making them over the top catches and yeah. getting touchdowns. Got to live up to it. You got to live up to it. Yeah, live up to it. You know he was he wasn't thinking about that because in his mind they ain't gonna stop me no way. It's a good point. They ain't gonna stop me no way. So, so let me ask this quick question before we switch topics because we spent enough time. This is a good discussion, though. God, we could have spent the whole time on this. <laughs> quick question: Do you think somebody like Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, uh, let me let me name some more folks, uh, Sean, uh, 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 let me see, Sean Kemp, uh, Patrick Ewan, those type of players, could they have survived in the social media age? Yes and no. I'm gonna tell you why because you can see you can see Julio Jones surviving in that in this age. That's true. And 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 being humble and, and keeping his name out the spotlight except for his stats. Now I look at somebody like Magic Johnson. All right, there's a lot of, and you know even some other ones. There were a lot of guys who were womanizers back in the day. They got <laughs> Magic Johnson would have got exposed. Exactly. Right. <laughs> but but the thing about it is he would have opened himself up to being able to get at a whole lot more women 
in the social media Ooh, age. Oh, good point. <laughs> but, oh, Jesus. you know, if a person has a mentality, not to say patriots, but do your job, ignore all the excess, and just do what you got to do, as long as it's on, you know, as long as it's in the game. But then once you're on your own time, cool. Some people will let it distract them. I mean, yeah. look at look at Lawrence, look at Lawrence Taylor. That man was crackhead. You know, yeah. he was one of the baddest defensive players ever. That yeah. was before social media. He acted a plum fool. All the Cowboys. Oh, oh Jesus. Thank you. Like uh, Irvin. Yeah. That fool. You know, so let them get in a, an environment where they can be seen. They can connect with everybody and they can get all the attention because some people thrive on attention. Yeah, but that's Irvin, scary part, though. Yeah, it scary is. Part. It is a scary part. But, I mean, like I said, it just depends on your mentality. Good point. All right, TJ. I don't have to answer it. He did. I mean, it's yes and no. It's, it's as simple as that. Some are going to thrive on it. Some are going to reside from it. Some need it. Some don't. It's just a matter of who and how their personality responds to it. It's real simple. Bowen got it covered. I think that's I, the only time I'm going to agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do agree with you guys. You I, I, I do think some players would have um, – uh, Michael Jordan for me though is one of those people who I think handled the media right, but who might not have been able to survive in the social media age just because I know there's a lot of people. I mean, if you really do the research on Michael Jordan, you find out how much of a jerk he was. Mm-hmm. When you that much of a jerk, social media finds you. Oh yeah, they right? come after you, and they find you. Mm-hmm. All right, so I think he would have got killed on a lot of stuff. Uh, um, uh, and it would have tarnished his legacy just a little bit. The sterling legacy that he has the now. Talent, though, the talent. The talent would have been undeniable. If he still wins six, it really doesn't matter. Exactly. But I mean, he, the golden boy part of it that they hid a lot of that other stuff. I don't see, know if they could have the hid it back then. That's the thing. He's not really considered that anymore. We we. Oh, that's a lie. Hold on. We that's love the talent. But it's pretty much out there that he's a jerk. Like we we know that. We know he. Not the, the public don't know that. Who doesn't know that? The public. If you're a real sports head, you know. Okay. Yeah. You know Steve Kerr didn't even like. Him. How many kids though? How many kids who ain't who wasn't born when them Jordans came out know about that? They don't. Yeah. They all don't. they know is everybody like Jays. I got to get a pair. That's all they know. They're not gonna take kids won't even take the time to to do their homework. What make you think they're gonna do research? Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. It's hard to you have to really Google and do research and listen to interviews, and you find out like, oh, this man was pretty much a jerk. Like, but in that social media age, it would have found him. I look at somebody like Sean Kemp. I don't even know if he would have made an All Star game. Dennis Rodman, he would have gone. Dennis Rodman. Well, you know what? I think he was so crazy he would have thrived. That's one of them that likes the attention. I'm going to yeah, see the attention. Yeah, I get that. I'm going to make it because the way him. he uses the media, he would have just used social yeah, media. But yeah, you, but his, I mean, like his. I mean, he didn't have the talent of Jordan, obviously. But right, you know. But his his name ain't popping like like Jordan's is at what twenty years after his career over. Very true. You know, so I mean, it, 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 I don't know. You got to take it with a grain of salt, man. Very true. All right, man, we got to move on. God, that was a good discussion, man. I might have to revisit that. Part two of social media. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So that oversharing is crazy. Y'all killing yourselves on social media. That's just too much, man. Your family got to watch that. That's the part that's sickening. Hey, you got four kids and wife. Like, they can go in there and see their... Man, let's move on. Yeah. All right, man, we're going to talk about bandwagons fans real quick. Um, I want to talk about this real quick because bandwagon fan is like the ultimate quick uh, overused diss to someone it's like when you find out they're a fan of somebody and you don't understand why you call them bandwagon but what is a bandwagon fan i want to start and and i definitely want to bring you up tj let's start with you because you're from la Mm -hmm. 
But you're a Boston fan. I'm a Boston fan because of who I grew up with. Have you ever been called a bandwagon fan? No. Really? No. You're a bandwagon fan. Now you've been called one. I've been called it. doesn't make me one now. What is a bandwagon fan? Bandwagon fan is somebody that jumps on a team when they're successful. Mm-hmm. I was rooting for the Celtics when Paul Pierce and Antoine Walker was stinking up the place. Like, I grew up, that's when I grew up watching the Celtics. Okay. okay. When they won okay. the championship, people wanted, they wanted to call me out for it. I was like, nah, bro, I've been rocking that Pierce jersey the whole time. I've been wearing that Celtics lander the whole time. More importantly, I'm a Raider fan. Mm. Over half of my life, the Raiders have stunk up the place. Mm, Every year, you're going to hear me. But you came around when they was a bad team. Right. Like, I could have easily jumped to <laughs> But you're from else. L.A., though. That don't I'm, count. I'm from L.A. I'm not from Oakland. They've been That's, Oakland my whole life. That's always L.A.'s team. Even though they're going to Vegas now, that's always L.A.'s hey, team. Sir, that is not official. Until they play a game there, we're still going to call them the Oakland Raiders. That's a whole other story. We have to do another podcast on what California is doing, which is absolutely stupid. Go ahead. But anyways, a bandwagon fan is somebody that's going to jump on a team when they're successful. You don't hear them saying nothing about them when they losing, when they, you know, 500, when they one game back or two games back. Only when they're successful. So what you got right now, you got a lot of bandwagon Falcon fans. You got a lot of bandwagon bandwagon warrior fans. We're taking applications for bandwagon Falcon fans, FYI. You got a lot of bandwagon cowboy fans. All these people coming out the woodworks. Mm-hmm. When you see them last year or the year before, they was rooting for somebody else or they didn't mm-hmm. have a team. Mm-hmm. So a bandwagon person probably disappears when the team loses them, but they reappear when yeah. they win. Mm-hmm. Okay, good point, good point. I am going Bowen. Now, I call Bowen a bandwagon fan. Mm-hmm. Because bandwagon he, for which team? Because he's not from Boston. Have you ever been to Boston? I haven't. You ever been to a Patriots game? I have not. But he's a Patriots fan. Okay. So I called him bandwagon. Mm-hmm. His rebuttal <laughs> in, incited this conversation. Okay, let, let's hear the rebuttal. He said, I've been a he said I was. I've been a fan for a long time. It made me think. Is there a time limit on bandwagon fan? Like at what point do you stop being a bandwagon fan? Ever since I've known Boone, he's been a Patriots fan. And like I said, I've known Bourne for at least 15 years. So what made you a Patriots fan? The Let's, Tuck Rule? No, no. Bledsoe. That was one. Bledsoe was one. Okay. Bledsoe was a bad man. I would pick the Patriots on PlayStation 1 when it first, when PlayStation first came out and Madden and all that uh-huh. good stuff. That's all I play with. Even on Dreamcast and 2K. That's okay. all I play with. But the thing that really cemented it was Belichick and his mentality. Everybody who know me know I'm a butthole. Yeah, Com- that, that, More commonly true. known as a jerk. That's true. That's I am true. definitely that. And I appreciate his approach because my personality is I'm a clown, but I am not on a whole bunch of nonsense. Right. I'm like straight to the point. Right. I'm like, now I may talk about you like a dog. I might play with you and clown if I know you and all that other stuff. But when it comes to what you do on the field, whether it's us playing ball, I'm going to talk trash. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I'm going to go out there and do what I got to do. And his mentality is something that I can relate to mm-hmm. as far as my own thought process. Mm-hmm. I would not call Bowen a bandwagon fan. Why not? Why not? Based on that description, you saw something, you liked it, you grew attached to it. You didn't say, oh, they're winning. Let me just jump on this winning team for them. And they continued to win. Mm -hmm. He he has a history with it. So I'll give him that. But somebody that's just going to, again, how many Warrior fans did you know (laughs) two years ago? I only knew one. How many Warrior fans do you know now? 
I don't know any personally, but I see them a lot. You see them a lot. <laughs> like they were non-existent. And I give you this for instance. Fair. I give you this for instance. Cavaliers got LeBron James. All these Cav fans showed up. Mm-hmm. That's very true. Miami got LeBron James. All these Miami, Miami fans mm-hmm. showed up. Yeah. LeBron went back to Cleveland. All the Miami fans disappeared. Miami games stopped being shown because the arena no longer being sold out. But all mm. these Cleveland fans back in. It's like they went on a little vacation, mm. a little hibernation, mm. and now they back. That mm. is a bandwagon. Somebody that jumps from team to team. Mm, yeah. Okay. But are they bandwagon from team to team, or are they just fans of one player? That's, that's, that's a good question. Uh, I mean, they could just be. So tell now, me you're no, a LeBron James fan. And, and, and that's what I was going to say. I, I think some people don't just say, I'm a fan of LeBron James. Like, I, I, I just know, follow because him. Because there's such a negative connotation to just saying that you're a fan of one particular person. That because is true. We will all say, get off that man's junk. Yeah, like, that's, that's literally that's how we will treat each other. All right, so I get, I'll be for real. Like, when I was in elementary school, you know who I was a fan of? Jerry Rice and Joe Montana. Mm-hmm. When I got to middle school, I was a fan of Irvin, Emmitt Smith, and Troy Aikman, mm-hmm. and Sanders. He said Jerry Rice, so that made that one point. He was rooting for a Raider. No, I wasn't. Uh, I wouldn't say all that now. <laughs> he has a tendency to bring <laughs> it full when, circle when around. He was, when he was in San Francisco oh, okay. on that's a just, good team. That's just right across the bay. He, to, he me, still torched let me, a couple let me go teams. Ahead. Yeah, he did. He did. But, you know, like I said, like, I was Which I was team okay. had him putting fried chicken in his helmet? Oh. Oh, you don't know? Okay, mm-hmm. keep going, boom. <laughs> you know, I'll like I said, I'm okay. <laughs> I will even go so far as to say that I was a fan of Anderson from uh, Atlanta and Tim mm-hmm. Dwight mm-hmm. from Atlanta. Okay. Tim Dwight was a bad white man. That's it. That's he true. was a bad white That's man. True. I was a fan of Algie Crumpler. I wasn't hype on Vic because outside of him, you know, being real agile and mobile. He wasn't a great QB. Yeah. You know, so like I said, like, I'm okay admitting that I'm a fan of certain players. All right. But not a team. It's like, I was hyped when, you know, I was cool with Atlanta, like, making it to the Super Bowl. I even though I knew that, you know, y'all, uh, Chris Chandler wasn't no good QB. He had a good season. Yeah. But he was not a good quarterback. Yeah. You know, and, and he, because, and you know how you know, because he didn't repeat the success. That's true. I mean, I don't, I, I agree. I just think it's something that has to be discussed because we use it so frequently. Mm-hmm. And when, to be honest, I've called people bandwagon fans all the time, and they have no rebuttal for me. Then they're a bandwagon. The only person that ever had a rebuttal for me was Boy, and he said I was. I'm not anymore. I've been a fan since Bledsoe, and I was like, even then, I have nothing to say to that. I was even a fan. Then, I would not have called him a bandwagon fan. If that's what you like and you stuck with it, okay. Because mm-hmm. let's let's be real, the Patriots have not always been the best team. They were, they were on their way up before before Bledsoe, but that was that's and Bled, I mean Bledsoe wasn't a bad QB. No, nah. to, to say it was uh, a cesspool before Bledsoe. Right, yeah. so they were you know he could have picked just a winning team and said, oh yeah, I'm gonna rock with y'all. When that team started losing, now I'm gonna jump over right. here. And Patriots is doing. Wasn't that Pete Carroll? Yeah, Pete Carroll. Yeah, he helped run the Patriots. Saying, like ever since I won with the Patriots on PlayStation One, I was like, bet. Using right. Bledsoe. So, so Madden will normally do that for you. Using Bledsoe. Madden will normally do yeah. that for you. Whatever and, team you rock with. And, 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 and it was against the programmers team, too. Oh, <laughs> on so, so here's what I figured out. Bandwagon is not about how you get on. Because if that was the case, everybody's bandwagon. Right. You just got to wait till your time is up and you're just considered a true so fan. We, yeah. have to disti- we have to yeah. establish how long you're a bandwagon. That's what I'm saying. Like, when I watch wrestling, one of the first people I watch was Sting. I jumped on the bandwagon. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, when Something I, appeal to you. You know what I'm saying? What, you know, sometimes you just jump on the bandwagon for things. But for me, it's not really, that doesn't make you a bandwagon fan. For me, I figured out bandwagon is how you jump off and how quickly you do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. That to me is bandwagon. Okay. Yeah. When you are a part, there are going to be, pa- here, there's going to be Patriots fans that one day, if they have two, four and something seasons and Belichick's gone, they're going to be like nose diving off of it, off the bandwagon. Those are the bandwagon fans. They're going to be people that stay. Right. So, so we can't call them bandwagon because they jumped on. We call them the ones bandwagons is going to jump it's off. the bandwagons that burn their jerseys, throw all their gear out. Yeah. Know. I don't know. There's some passion in there. Um, <laughs> now, granted, I'm too poor to burn a jersey. Those are expensive if you buy a nice one. I'm not going to burn a jersey. I'm going to sell it, yeah. uh, do something with it. But, I'll be honest. But, I have never bought a jersey for no, for anybody. That's what I'm like, I'm cheap. So that's I why I bought a jersey. What a, yeah, I bought a couple jerseys. That's why I ain't never been to a Patriots game because I was too cheap to fly there. <laughs> now, were they? Now, and those they, games are expensive. Exactly. Now, have they, now they, ain't, they ain't as bad as the Chargers, but, you know, they're pretty, pretty yeah. expensive. Now, had the Patriots played Atlanta in Atlanta, I would have oh, spent the money win. on that. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, so, so here's my point I just think it's how you jump off. But unfortunately, bandwagon has become the form of hate for fans. Now, I want to ask this question, and I think Bowen's one of the best people to, uh, to answer this because he's been, out of all of us, he, his team, his football team has done the most winning since he's been a fan. That hurts. I know. I know, TJ. I know it hurts. It just turns my stomach. It hurts. It hurts. <laughs> true. But the question is, is calling someone bandwagon just another way for a losing a, a fan that's a part of a losing franchise <laughs> to feel better for themselves? I mean, I put it like this, and I, I've said this to people. You didn't win on the field, so you might as well win an argument. You yeah. might as well win talk about me. Because I wondered that, like, do we as Falcons fans, and I admit a lot of us, are, and you hear that a lot from us, do we call you, did we start calling Saints fans bandwagon when they started winning? Did y'all call Saints yeah. fans bandwagon when y'all was losing and stinking up the place when y'all was fumbling against them last season? Yeah, you know, I, I mean, we I mean, didn't. Like I get your like, point I because get you really do. That bandwagon turn only comes up if your team lost. I'm, I'm exactly. telling you, pay attention to it. It's really, it's really a lot of the times when it's a losing fan mm-hmm. saying it to someone that's winning. Right. It's never. I mean, how many of us are saying because nobody's calling Browns fans bandwagon? <laughs> how, many, <laughs> how many of us are going to the Washington, Washington Wizards? John Wall's having an amazing season. All right, he's always been an electric player. How many of us are going to New Wizards fans and saying, you bandwagon? We don't care because they trash. Mm-hmm. More important, can you point any Wizard fans out? Again, no. <laughs> again, that's why, because the real fans are at the games. The real fans are dedicated. Your only bandwagons come out when they're winning and when they're losing. Like That's true for some. There are some fan bases that it's just weird. Oakland, I don't know if you could really – I mean – Oakland Raiders, they fans Bro, we, stay there. We selling out every game. When and we that had the field is and trash. Four, yeah, two and fourteen this season. Is true. And every they still come. This is true. Cleveland Browns. The dog pound. <laughs> Jesus, the dog pound is still there. Y'all been puppies for years. Dog pound. They still out there. Even this, and I know y'all gonna hate it. Cowboys fans don't go nowhere. Every year they talk about they're going to the Super Bowl. Hey, they Every at least year. had something to talk about this year. Uh, Every year they yeah, go into the Super Bowl. True. Every year they go into the Super Bowl. It doesn't change for them. But there Who's are the other fans doing the same thing though year after year. 
Oh yeah, I, the the five years yeah. I've been here, mm-hmm. I done, it's I got a core group of today is our year. Mm-hmm. Every this year is our year. That uh, y'all started five and zero last year. They was oh yeah, we in the Super Bowl, and then they lose to Tampa Bay or something or Carolina, and then they they, like, they weren't being real with themselves as I knew last year. But anyway, um, you know, I, I just always wondered that. So just real quick question before we go, talk a little bit about the Super Bowl. Do you think operating as a as a fan say anything about your character? Because I see a lot of fans. Uh, there was this video going around, and I'm not going to lie, it's hilarious, of a Falcon fan, a woman, knocking cheese heads I saw that. off of Packers fans' head. It was hysterical, I'm not going to lie. Mm. But does how you act as a fan say anything about who you are as a person? Yep. Or is it just you're just in the zone as a fan at that point? Go ahead. Go it, it depends. I want to say it depends, but... It really doesn't. If you're out there acting as a fan, if you're not in one of them full makeup, I know it's you. I'm expecting you to be the same person I see you in nine to five when you're not at the game. Now, if you're out there, you say she was knocking around cheese heads. That's yeah, she was knocking them smooth. Like, off. It was hysterical. I'm not are you that lie. aggressive in real life? Probably not. Like I need you to tone it down. Uh, okay. That type okay. of stuff leads to problems. And I again give the for instance. Raider fans are notorious for fighting. There's a clip. At the, uh, yes. There's a clip at the Kansas this City year. game. Yes. This game. Yeah, I saw that. We were on the road. It was about 10 Kansas City fans <laughs> and one Raider dude. And he was slugging all of them. You can tell he was drunk. He was slurring his words. But he was giving it to them all. I expect the Raider fans to be like that. You know, before I, you know, found the light and, you know, did some praying and saving, I was just as bad. I remember my very first Raider game. I was 12. We went to the Chargers Qualcomm Stadium. The guys sitting behind me were all Raider fans. They were drunk. They were singing, F the Chargers. Like, <laughs> just in the middle of the second quarter, F the Chargers. They looked at my mom and said, hey, let him sing with us. Let's tear down the banners. Oh, my wow. mom was like, uh, TJ, you sit down. Be, be cool. She was, I was like, why are they doing that? She was like, they're Raider fans. That's how they act. That's how they act in person. That's how they act as fans. So, depending on your fan base, you might act a certain way. Like, I just, I feel like it. And I'll I'll give you another, for instance. Think about the Warriors mom, the Golden State Warriors mom, the one they got dancing. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. She looks like the embarrassing mom type. Yeah, she she does. Like, that looks like that just fits her personality. So, (laughs) as being a fan, I expect you to act the same way in real life. Like, that's just part of your personality. You might be the embarrassing mom. You might be the guy that likes to start bar fights. It's just part of who you are. Maybe, maybe. Mm. What you what you think, boy? I don't I, agree, but go I, ahead. I definitely will agree with TJ a little bit uh, because a lot of Patriots fans we have like a kind of a smugness and arrogance, if <laughs> this you will. Is true. And, this and but you know what? Because we ex- the Patriots expect superiority out of themselves true. as an organization from. All aspects, on the field, to off the field, to locker room, what they do in front of the cameras. Mm-hmm. They expect a certain standard. So we've become accustomed to a certain standard. On top of that, we've been winning. We've right. been winning a doggone lot. Yeah. A doggone lot. Time. I mean, so. What's this, Brady you're, going to seven? This is his seventh, yes. God. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, seven. Let's so think about how many come yeah. in the league and retire and never see one. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so, so yeah, it is a smugness to yeah. to Raider. I mean, to uh, Patriots fans. Oh, we got a smugness too. Don't, 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 but, don't dispute. You know, and like I, said, yeah. I, I guarantee you, like 
person for person, I'm pretty sure every Patriots fan is hyped that we go into the Super Bowl. But the mentality from the team down to probably the fans is we've been here before. Mm-hmm. We here again. Let's get it. Let's you know, like I said, class. like you know, and when you said when you and I and I watched that video, and don't get me wrong, I'm petty enough to have laughed at that lady who was knocking cheese heads off. That I laughed funny. because I'm ignorant enough to want to do something like <laughs> that. That was funny. I'm but sorry. Because she was so happy when she yeah, did. Yeah, but my she thing was, was like, ah. I thought about it. Stop acting like you ain't never been nowhere. Like that. Sure. Like I thought about somebody's mama. Stop hold on, acting like hold you ain't on that point. Nowhere. Hold that point because I want to talk about that in a little bit. This is a quick second. Hold that point. But I will say I don't I don't know if what how you are as a fan just exactly says who you are as a person because I'm a person I have a family I don't fight unless it's to protect myself and my family. Okay, yeah, exactly. I have come dangerously close over words when I'm in my fandom, <laughs> but why? and I never fight over words. But why? What 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 changed? They were talking so much. It was Cleveland Browns, and they had just beat Atlanta, and I was walking off. <laughs> And the kid was like, "You suck!" And then he started he started saying a bunch of crazy stuff that didn't. And he was a kid. I know he was a teenager. And put them paws on. And let me tell you something. It's not fair because I'm not your normal fan. Just like I don't think you guys. That's why I brought you guys on. I don't think you guys are normal fans. You guys know stats. You know history. You know probably more about a lot of rival. I start going off on this kid, naming all the Browns, the coaches, the staff. I knew everything. He confused. He ain't never heard of Tim Couch in his life. Oh, and I'm God. going off. And my wife looking at me like, what's wrong with you? Right. And I had to snap back out of it like, I'm sorry. He took me there. I think we lost at the last second on the field goal mm. to the Cleveland Browns. I was wow. ticked off. Yeah. Like I had lost it. It's funny because, I mean, some people, like, certain things will get them there, you know. I don't ever get mad. That's the funny part. Like, I might act a whole fool, but I ain't never mad. I might. I, I know some days me and you have gone head to head. I might have talked about you like you a dog, like yeah. on the football field. And I ain't never mad. I'm always laughing. I'm always in a good mood. So some people, they can control it. Some people, they can't. You know, I mean, it just is what it is. You know, some, some people just don't know how to act. They it's don't know how to control their temper. Very true. Some people just don't know how to act. And then when you think about it, in, in most fandom situations, what's the... Great equalizer. Everybody's got liquid courage in their system. Oh, that, that's true. That's true. All, all that it takes is changes. you to say the wrong thing, or as you say, your team to be down by a point or lose last second, mm. and that liquid courage boils up, and so how you feeling comes out. For those of us with common sense and maturity, the fact that I, I like my life and I don't, I'm allergic to jail. I, that I'm telling you. The, and I'm then the high you. tolerance for alcohol too. You know, I ain't gonna front about that. But I mean, that don't bother me. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm too like, cushy. I'm too cushy to go man, to jail. For real. Too cushy. You say, I mean, I understand man. that. Me, I don't. I'm the one to hear that door slam. But I think back to again being a Los Angeles fan. Man. I'm the one who called the police, not have to talk to them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I did. I heard that on my last day. Like, it was like, oh yeah, boy, we'll talk dog mess out of you. As soon as you get physical, oh yeah, he's calling the police. I was like, what? That just doesn't equate. I can defend myself, but I mean, <laughs> I, ain't finna, I, ain't finna be, I ain't finna be responsible. I'm like, I'm finna get you. I'm finna talk about you. Then I'm finna laugh when you get arrested. That's hysterical. All right, man, let's move on. Excellent, excellent topic, man. I got to have y'all back on. Both of those are really good topics. I shouldn't have did both of those in one. Um, um, but it's late. And mm. we've been drinking, and I'm finna get some more drink. Matter of mm. fact, I'm finna go grab this uh, mm-hmm. Crown Royal. Thank you, thank you, boy. You're quite thank welcome. you, boy. Um, so, so we got the Super Bowl. Uh, we ain't gonna really talk too much about Super Bowl because we're running long on time, mm-hmm. man. But um, let's start with the impartial person, um, um, TJ. What's your thoughts on this Super Bowl? 
Is it boring like everybody else said? It's going to be a boring one. Here's my age-old philosophy. It's something that was taught to me at a young age. Offense wins games. Defense wins championships. Mm-hmm. You got two high-powered offenses. Is it really going to be a shootout like everybody says it's going to be? Or is it going to be a traditional Super Bowl that's not the most high-scoring game? Because, you know, I heard a stat today, and they was like, nobody has scored over 30 points. Like, each team hasn't scored over 30 points in a Super Bowl in years, like decades. Right, but they seem to think it's going to be a shootout. You got two gunslingers, teams that have a lot of weapons. My bad, my bad. But I don't feel like it's going to be such a high-scoring game. Now, it's the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl can never be boring. I'm sorry. The only time. That's Super a lie. Go ahead. What, what Super Bowl was boring? Uh, and again, you have I'll more, take that back. That was okay at the history. end. Denver mm-hmm. Super Bowl was boring to me. Denver, Carolina? Denver, Carolina. Yep, it was boring. Uh, no, nah, I like that because it, 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 was, it wasn't boring as much as it didn't go as you probably thought it was. It was boring because the way Carolina played, they didn't let Cam play to his strengths. He was sitting back there trying to be a pocket passer when he ain't been a pocket passer That's the true. entire season. It was boring to me because Denver did what they normally do and send Von Miller and play good defense. Right. Because Manning was playing like his arm so again, was not even attached. It, it didn't go as you expected. You expected Cam Newton yeah. to get out there and run, yeah. score. I'll take that back. You, you, you're probably right. You probably. I, I don't see it's going. I don't. Me personally, I, thought, I don't think it's going to be a boring game. The only one I was disgusted with was the one with the Saints. I didn't. I didn't want to watch it. Oh, for real. <laughs> I, I understand. But you know. But, but I don't think that was a boring whole, one. Wasn't though. Beyonce the halftime show? Then the lights go on that one too. Wow. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't feel like it's going to be a boring game. I just don't wait. Was Beyonce the halftime performer last year? Year before last? No, I know Bruno Mars, and I think it was like the yeah. boss or something like that. Yeah, I, don't yeah, know I think she came yeah, out. Actually, yeah, Beyonce was Beyonce there, came think, out there. Uh, Bruno Mars. I'm not a fan of Beyonce, so I don't I'm not a fan of Bruno Mars. I don't care how many women don't like that. <laughs> you don't like the 24 24 carat Yeah. All right, man. So, but yeah, it won't so, be a boring game. It's just not going to be the shootout everybody's expecting. Fair statement. Fair statement. All right, boy. New England fan. Yep. What, what's your what's your quick thoughts? Quick thoughts on Super Bowl. Okay. Honestly, I think that when it comes to quick score, I think that Atlanta has the edge because of Julio Jones. Mm. I think that y'all y'all running backs give y'all a different way to attack, just like New England does. So y'all emulate yeah, New England a little bit with the way y'all use y'all backs. Whether or not Sanu shows up, anybody's guess. I think the the key thing for y'all is how disciplined y'all secondary plays because y'all have a lot of young yeah. guys on y'all secondary. And when you're young, if you're not disciplined, you feel like you have to take things on for yourself. Like you have to put things on your shoulders. And if y'all playing zone, which is, you know, I think, which I don't even know Pretty if y'all play zone. Pretty much what we're going to do. Exactly. Right. Who's the best at picking apart zones? Brady is Brady. one of the, And our receivers are not break the game open, you know, just physically dominant, you know, athletically. We're going to catch the bar. We're going to catch the ball. We're going to eat a few yards. Exactly. And we're do that so the I think they're going to be. They're I the think, perfect zone breakers, yeah. to be honest. I think that New England is going to be the more meticulous. Except Elderman. He getting put out of the game. I, I mean, not Elderman. Uh, Amendola. Well, we, I mean, we putting Amendola out of the game. He, yeah, he's not finishing right, that But see, here's the thing. Like, y'all have to focus. People have to focus on Hogan, especially now. That's true, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, say, so, yeah, it was wide open catches, but they, you know, people just weren't disciplined. Pittsburgh was also being stupid. Exactly. But, Jay, you're right. They were being So, I mean, like I said, like, for as far as what I've been able to see as far as Atlanta, y'all have been able to get, get y'all score up earlier on in the game and then let y'all pass rush or Beasley, which is a pass rush by himself, mm-hmm. 
just go after somebody. What happens when you take your pass rusher and make him do something outside of his comfort zone? What if you make him play a zone? What if you make him have a responsibility outside of getting after that QB? I don't think y'all pass rush is any more dynamic or spectacular than ours. Ours Oh, yeah, it is. is. You know, y'all got a great pass rusher in Beasley, but on the whole, I don't think y'all have the greatest pass rushing defense. We do not. Nor do we. Now, I will say that our secondary is playing a whole lot better than they have played at times. It's true. And they're playing very disciplined. Mm Mm-hmm. We get we getting a lot of turnovers, so I think that when it comes to controlling the clock, we'll do that. When I I think that if they don't have an answer for Blunt and getting him going, oh God, which if we is, don't have an answer for Blunt, which is crazy because a lot of the games where you're expecting Blunt to 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 go off, they using Lewis and somebody else. So I mean, like I said, like they they are they are I feel like this. I put it in terms of baseball, they are the perfect changeup team. With whatever it is that you expect, and they usually find a way to hit mm-hmm. you with what you're not looking for. I, I would you say know? that. I think it's going to be a good game. I, I think yeah. that Julio's going to have his yards. Yeah. I, I think he's going to have his receptions. I don't think that our DBs are built to cover Julio. I think the best yeah. that they'll be able to do is, ca- you know, tackle him. Yeah. Right after he catches the ball. Yeah. But they he gonna get his catches. Yeah. Um, I think this is going to be a really good Super Bowl. Um, I think it's going to be better than what people think. Um, I, I think a lot of people put a lot of stock in Atlanta's uh, defensive play as of late, and I think mm-hmm. it's been overrated. Mm-hmm. Um, as of late, I mean, the best defensive game we play is against Green Bay. Other than that, nobody else really challenged us defensively, even Seattle. Russell Wilson. Y'all, y'all you know. actually, I mean, but y'all got after uh, Russell Wilson, though. Like, y'all actually got I mean, after his, their defense. I mean, yeah, but we did nothing spectacular against Green Bay. That was the most impressive I've ever seen because I, I, I knew what Green Bay could do. You know, now, do you think, think it would have, think it would have been different with those guys not being injured? Yeah, I, I but, mean, I know we can't control injuries. You know, yeah, you can always say what if, but yeah, would have been different. Uh, the biggest difference would have been Eddie Lacy to see if he could uh, oh. churn out you know four yard carries mm. and wear down defense. But other than that, no, the receivers no. Because I really, to be honest, I don't think anybody. It's not that you can't win it with us in a shootout. I just don't think you want to. And I think Belichick knows that. Belichick like, hey, I'm not going to get a shootout with these guys. That's what we're not going to do. That's just it. It's a shootout. Anything can happen. I think it's going to be a good game. I don't mm-hmm. think it's going to be the high-scoring game that people think it is. I think we're going to be in the 20s. Uh, I've seen a lot of people say that it's going to be like – uh, New England 35, Atlanta 19. <laughs> when the last time you seen Atlanta score in the 20? That's just stupid. All right. So yeah. it, it's going to be a good game. Uh, I, I'm excited. Really quick, um, what you think the biggest misconception for the New England Patriots? Well, what everybody got wrong about them? Good. No, no. Go ahead. Well, you know, for my thing is we're a very proficient team. We focus on, you know, proficiency, you know, technicalities, you know, doing your job. But I think that on the on the average, like the average perception of them, they are not the most physical team. You know, and I think that on offensively, Blunt, Bennett, Edelman and Hogan, those guys have actually if you look at them, yards after contact. Those guys have been churning out yards after they have been getting touched. So the physicality on the offense side of the ball and the defensive side of the ball, like you got Branch and you got those two other uh, defensive linemen running a 3-4, they're not big-name people. Mm-hmm. They're not Hainsworth in his prime. They're not J.J. Watt, but they actually do what they're supposed to do, 
and they have been pretty good. I mean, they ain't went up against no no great running backs other than Le'Veon Bell. And D'Angelo Williams had a pretty good game. He did. He did. Quiet as kept. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, they bottled him up for the most part. You know, they he got a little something, but it wasn't enough. I think the biggest misconception for Atlanta is uh, we need Julio Jones to have a big game to win. Actually, that's probably the opposite. If if Julio Jones is severely limited, mm-hmm. you better be scared because that's when everybody else – because in my opinion, you can't beat him. Uh, he has to either beat himself or you're going to have to double-team him. And if mm-hmm. you double-team him, then that opens up too much. So I, I've just seen too many games. I think we're 6-1 and one in games where Julio either doesn't play or has under 70 yards. Yeah. He, he's not the – he's – He's the key, but he he doesn't need to have a big game for us to win. That's yeah. the biggest misconception. Yeah, it'd just be real interesting to see if those guys step up, like all the other guys that got Freeman and Sanu. I wonder if they're gonna actually step up and carry the burden if that's who they decide to take away. And that, and that was the thing I was gonna say. The most dangerous thing about Atlanta is that we just haven't been in the situation. Right. Like if you look at Atlanta, this city is lit right now just because mm-hmm. we made it to the Super Bowl. That's like what, that's Patriots fans, like. Even when they made it to the AFC Championship, no big deal. We've been here. It's the yeah. lack of experience. Yeah. Atlanta, when we made it to the NFC on. Championship, we was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is lit. And we won. And we was like, yeah. And I don't want that the situation to become too big for them because it's too late. The lights are already the lights are already too bright. Yeah, but yeah. It, it can't be you gotta too hope big. That, you got to hope that they are able to put it in check. But let's be real. It's the <laughs> I, Super Bowl. Yeah. All of all the pregame that's going to go into it, all the halftime. All the media. Mm-hmm. You gotta People ask about your mama. The and Patriots have been through that, and exactly. they've been through it time mm-hmm. and time again. So even those new guys that are new to it, all they got to do is look to those veterans in the locker room, to the left of yeah. them, to the right of them, and say, okay, how do I handle this? I think Atlanta only has four players that's been to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. One of them is, is relevant. That's, that's Freeney. Right. Everybody else has not been. Like, the other ones are – Courtney Upshaw. It's going to be a deer in the headlights. Yeah. Let me tell you, me tell you what's around. crazy. Yeah. Like, after y'all won that NFC Championship, I don't know who it was that they interviewed, but it was one of y'all players. He said, yeah, man, we going to Super Bowl. We deserve this. No. You don't deserve the Super Bowl. You deserve the celebration after you win it. That's it. You don't deserve. You earn, fair your, you earn fair your shot at the Super Bowl, but you don't deserve it. And so that point, mentality, that mentality right there is what gets people – you know, I stop doing what they supposed That's to do. That's the scariest part. Is is the who's going to show up with the shades yeah. at the in the press conference and eat up the yeah. celebrity? Big That's the scary games. part. And, you That's know, the scary like part. I said, like there's so much focus is being placed on the media having access and making everybody feel like they're a star. Everybody That's ain't gonna want to sit up there and be Marshawn Lynch and just be like, you know, why I'm here. Yeah. Now yeah. I'm gonna tell you that other dude Bennett uh, from Seattle, Martellus Bennett's brother. Yeah. Now he will go and act the fool in front of the cameras because that's his personality. Right. Right. Martellus right. Bennett will do that, but they don't let that take away from what they got to do on the field. They're disciplined. They so we got so many young players, especially on defense. Mm-hmm. You know, it would it would freak me out if I saw somebody showing up to a press conference with shades on, drinking the hand. Hey, yeah, hey, and it shouldn't freak you out because you're going to see that. And as you know, I, I am hoping I, that's for what's that. Scary. I am yeah. hoping for I, that. And Belichick will be eating that up. Like he'll be looking like, oh, yeah, yeah. We, we go on to his side every time. Yeah, we got him. 
we got him. So that's the scary part. Right. That's the scary part. I, I don't I don't fear a lot of things, but I do fear that there's going to be too many players that who are in ain'ts to show their personality. That's the scary part. Fear the discipline. Fear the discipline. Lack so that's of it. it. So let's wrap up the show, man. We've been going, man. I love this <laughs> show, man. I want to thank you guys pre the end of the show, man. Thank you, guys. This has been dope. All right, let's start off, man. We probably only gonna do one man law violation because we're running high on time, but. Mm-hmm. We got to talk about Aaron Rodgers, man. Aaron Rodgers. Uh, and we ain't going to throw no shade. Let me say something as a Falcon fan. Mm-hmm. I completely respect Aaron Rodgers. He didn't lose that game. Mm-hmm. You, It's like Mike McCarthy said, we ran into a bus, buzzsaw. It's what happened. Sometimes you run into a buzzsaw and nothing you can do about it. Yeah. So I would completely respect Aaron Rodgers. All you Falcon fans that send over here slaying Aaron Rodgers, please stop because we might see him again. That is the most silenced QB in the NFL. Yes. Um, so Aaron Rodgers uh, has a family rift, and okay. it's been in the headlines lately this season. Um, supposedly, rumor is that his lady Olivia Munn, if you don't know who Olivia Munn is, uh, she was Psylocke in the in one of the X Men shows mm-hmm. uh, movies. But um, supposedly, the parents don't approve of her. They feel like she's using Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> They've been dating since 2014. Supposedly, this year Aaron Rodgers has a family rift, and it's gotten so bad that Aaron Rodgers got. Christmas gifts and then sent them back to his family. Sent them back to his mom wow. and dad. So I have a question. Is it against man law to side with your woman over your parents? Can I go first? Sure, I'll go first. Go ahead. I only got one thing I'm gonna say. We are wait, where where are we right now? Where are we recording? We in Atlanta, Georgia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bible belt. Yeah, it's all south. Things, all things holy. <laughs> in the True. Bible belt. All right, Genesis two. 24, <laughs> that is why a man will leave his father and his mother, and he will stick to his wife, and they will become one flesh. Okay. He don't got to listen to nothing they say. They ain't got to They ain't gotta be with her. They ain't got to deal with her. If he want to choose her, that's fine. I have no problem with it. That ain't his wife. It is, if he want to make that his wife. Why buy the milk when he's got the cow? I mean, I mean, yeah, fair, fair. Okay. They do. They are living together. They they, they playing together. They've been together. They playing house. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so you gonna tell me if you have a kid, you gonna have a kid. You don't like the daughter. The daughter's a ajita. Mm. First off. Mm. No, 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 This is my scenario. Okay. No, no. Did I follow her? That's what I want to know as a parent. This woman's an ajita. And she, he, uh, your your child, your son brings her home. You don't approve, can and I, he turns on you for her. Can I? You gonna be a, okay? Can I get like a a scale of IG thought? Because there's, you know, there's some low <laughs> IG level. thoughts. Okay, let me and say then this. There's some top IG thoughts. She over four hundred thousand uh, followers, and she got a flat tummy T endorsement. Oh, I'm <laughs> high fiving my son and tell him, "Good job, I did my job." No, what if you don't like her? Why wouldn't I like her? I'm just saying, what if you don't like her? Are you okay with your son? Mother probably wouldn't like her. Are you okay with your son turning on? Okay, let's put the let's take the father out. We men. Okay, that's fair. Let's take the father out. You your wife gonna be okay? I mean, headship principle. You gotta do what I say. Do <laughs> like, baby. My mama didn't hardly like you, so right, like, <laughs> let chill. it go. <laughs> chill. It's two L's and chill. It's two L's and chill. Shout out to K Dot. <laughs> like, mm. at the end of the day, it's not my decision. If you you grown adult, you doing what you want to do outside of my house. I really have no say so in that. Mm. You know, I raise you right. I give you certain rules, ethics, morals. You take that and run. 
Now, if you can't respect me enough to respect my opinion, I don't need to be around her while you're around her. She don't need to be around me while you're around me. And we just keep it as simple as that. There's plenty of people that don't associate with their child's significant other. I mean, it's just how it go. This is interesting. This is interesting. Okay, boy. All right, so I'm I'm a little different. So wait, um, so so he's not violating man law. Nah, not violating man law. All right, he cool. ain't la- wait, he ain't laying down in bed with his mom or his dad. Facts. That's fair. That's All right. fair. Facts. That's fair. All right, boy. So I'm a little different. Uh, my mom, she'd be the first one to tell you the dude she married. He was a rebound. All right, straight up tell you that. My mom was a G. So my mom told me a long time ago. Forever is a long dog on time. That is Get so you true. someone that you are compatible with. Mm-hmm. My mom thinks that I probably married somebody 10 to 15 years older than me. Mm-hmm. Maybe even a little older than that, especially if she's bad. And she got good money. Uh, but, you know, but you know, hey, that, that's neither here nor there. But my thing is. <laughs> Cheers to that. Dog, don't skip it. Uh, but my thing is, like I said, like, sometimes you don't necessarily like people when you first meet them. They might grow on you. You just might be accustomed to, to you know, mm, dealing with them. That's point. cool. Like I said, like my brother, he got married. I thought his wife was way too emotional. And I am not the most sensitive person. And y'all know my mouth has very little filter. Mm. So I was not always trying to walk on eggshells because she cried every time she thought you might have been saying something negative. Mm. Okay. So it just was what it was. But that was who he loved. That's who he married. And that's who he has to live with. Same thing for me. Whoever it is I marry. I don't care if you think my mom like you, dislike you. I know who got to live with you. Unless, of course, you know, my to move in with us. <laughs> and even then, you know, there has to be some distinction. You still respect your parents, but mm-hmm. your wife becomes the priority. You know what I mean? When I say y'all know we our background. Right. We have to look out for our parents. That's true. That's very true. Our wife is the priority. So my thing is. I don't care. I ain't gonna say I don't care what your background is, but uh, you know what I mean. Like I said, if 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 you're the one that I feel that I can spend my life with, my mama don't gotta like you because she ain't the one who gotta put up with you. So she I ain't got to be a wife. She just as long as I decide, I'm probably gonna spend my life with her. Exactly. I mean, my, I don't even man. Look, I don't care. I I could care less. You know, it ain't no no man law violation because at the end of the day, who makes you happy? Your parents raised you to be a certain kind of man. Now, if you some became, parents, yeah, some people some people waiting on their parents to come from the store. Okay, I feel you on that. But some the majority of them raised you to walk out that door and make your own decisions. Yeah, like they want you to do that, whether they like them or not. They're your decisions, your it's choices. Black. You have to deal with them. So if you were raised some a some way, some some mothers treat their sons like they're man. So oh, that's my king. That's my little king. Man, well, I can't I, stand that. I hate it with a passion. I hate that. It's right. the one where it's, it's, it's the ones that get called daddy. Like why? Now, I haven't seen that. Oh. I haven't. I haven't. Fortunately, don't take a trip Fortunately. out west nah. and see how many little boys is getting called daddy nah. by their mother. By their mother. Nah, bro. In what world am I? I mean, I know it's a different culture out west, but I, I know it was that king. different. I hear the king though. That's my king. I heard king. I've heard daddy. My um, little kings, man, stop! I won't even date a woman who has boys for who has sons. <laughs> I might date. I might. I'll date a woman who has a daughter because I would have rather had a daughter myself. If I was gonna have kids. Right. But, I don't want to have to deal with them. No, nah, I'm, like, I'm, I'm like National Geographic. The lions kill male offsprings. Bye, little boy. Uh, but no, I mean, I'm just saying. Like at the end of the day, your you know, for some of us, our parents raise us to be a certain kind of man. Mm-hmm. Now, when you find a woman who appreciates and respects the sort of man that you are, then how are they going to get mad? 
as somebody who appreciates the work that they put in and that they invested. Fair statement. That's fair. Um, my thoughts on this, and it's weird because I, 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 I'm the only married person here. Um, I ain't find it, dumb enough to marry me. Is yet. it against man law to <laughs> side with your woman over your parents? It is, it is not against man law to side with your wife over your parents. I feel differently if she's not your wife. Mm. Um, we're not, we're not talking girlfriend. We're not talking casual hookup. Yeah, side chick. yeah. We're talking either no engaged or wife. Let me let me t- let me tell you some truth. And I'm not saying that I'm right. I'm just saying this is my personal truth. Right. My mother was very is a very vocal person. She not will too. tell you if I don't like her or if I like her. I've had several girls that I brought home, and my mom says I don't like her. Mm. I don't care. Right. I ended up not liking them. My mother liked only two people. One of them I married. Okay. I was hoping so. I'm just saying. (laughs) One of them I married. Okay. So your parents have a opinion. Not to say whether or not, and and I don't know Aaron Rodgers' parents. Mother could have horrible choice decisions. You don't trust her decision making. Well, she could know very well. Yeah. I trust my mother's decisions. So they have and a way of influencing your choices and decisions. Man, listen. Because you're right. I, I think back to that. I, I I brought a girl home. wasn't nothing serious, but you know I liked the girl. And my mom just was the whole time. She was like, "There's something off about her." And sure enough, to this day, can't stand her. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was like yeah. She, I, Mama mom, knows. My mom turned me in a weekend. I was like, "That's crazy," because I was spending all my time with this girl. Now I'm gonna pick up the phone if she called. Like, yeah. It, it, they do have a way of influencing your thoughts and your decisions, but I feel like if that's the person you care about, you know, if we if we getting past the girlfriend, we getting past the long term yeah. dating, if that's the one you're gonna be with, it's it's your choice. It, it's sort of like I won't say wife. Let me not say wife because that's so that's such a, a, a final title. Not really. I mean, it is. For, <laughs> I mean, it man, is yeah. for us, but it's uh, it's a final title for there, me. There, there's ways around that. <laughs> um. Uh, let me say this uh, Born brought up forever If you're seeing forever with this person Then you side with her Because you want to be happy forever mm-hmm. And let, let me let me, let me me speak some truth onto the podcast Happy wife, happy life Facts. Yeah, 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 Facts. yeah But he, here's, here's a little more truth than that Once you get married Or once you decide to get married That person and any children that you decide to bring into that family is family. Mm-hmm. Your mother and your father and everybody else is no longer family. They are relatives. <laughs> Just listen to me. Okay. You're, you have started your own family when you decide, I'm going to be with this woman forever. True. You are no longer a part of your mother's family. You done left that. Okay. All right. So when you make that decision, you better make it right. Because once you choose, it's like you said, you gotta leave your mother and your father. I, I gotta pick her. Right. So if if Olivia Munn is Aaron Rodgers forever, then, then I get it. Fine. Then she I get it. Like she bad, the issue is gonna be when next Christmas y'all not together and you trying to what? <laughs> you trying to come? That's home the awkward one. And they looking at you like, who are you? Prenup. Oh, I'm sorry. 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 <laughs> when you when y'all ain't together and you gotta call, hey ma. Can I get a ride from the airport? Uh, no, I'm sorry. I don't have a son named Aaron. Catch no an more. Uber. 
Matter of fact, catch lift. I don't think he's gonna have that problem <laughs> considering he Aaron Rodgers. But uh, I mean, yeah. like I said, like nobody wants to be estranged from their family. But at the same time, what makes you happy doesn't necessarily make me happy. This, this, and so, if if that person, if I, I put it like this, if I'm being objective about the situation as far as how this person treats me, mm-hmm. whether or not you like them personality wise, if they're not taking advantage of me, disrespecting me. Then you need to be happy for the decision. The decision that I make. You got to be able to put your feelings on the show. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. I totally, I, I totally get it. I totally get it. Like I said, it's it's it depends on his viewpoint of, of Olivia Munn. Mm-hmm. Is how he looks at her. Mind you, he's been dating her since 2014. It's coming up on three years. Uh, <laughs> ladies, you know, let me let me just put this out here for the podcast ends. And these guys can tell me if I'm wrong or not. And TJ's from California. I don't know, but when you're from the South. Most south, southern folks think like this. When a dude is interested in you, he shows it. Oh, yeah. When he wants to make you his forever or something important to him, he shows it. Especially in the south. There's no tricks. There's no if ands, buts. There's no figuring it out. There's no questions need to be asked. You don't need to ask where y'all stand. Especially in the south. Is, is We know. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers and Olivia Munn been there for three years. Ain't no ring. <laughs> I mean, there is a preseason. There's an off season. How long off season in football? They could have been got married. I'm just saying. They could have. I mean, but it depends. On, I think to some extent, it might depend on how stringent and how closely he is tied to his family. That's true. You know, because like I said, some people, like some people, like I mean, I'm pretty sure. I don't know if he has both parents, but you yeah, know, I, think, I think about some women. I think about some single parent households. Some women who raise you know boys by themselves, or you know they're inexplicably tied to their sons. Talk the truth, bro. You know, some some, ki- some young men, I can't even say young men, but some of these males don't know how to separate a woman being a maternal figure mm-hmm. from being a partner in a relationship. Go ahead, because preach on Because a lot man. of women, I mean, it's a lot of dudes who will lay up under some women's house and let them take care of them. You know, they, that's just it is what it is. We see it a lot. It's very true. So it's a lot of guys who don't know how to differentiate maternal from romantic interest. Straight like Ooh. that. Well, that's true. Now I'm from the Midwest, you know, but I grew up down here. You know, 25 years. So I mean, like I said, I get exactly what you're saying. Like it sometimes it is no if ands or buts. You know, and I me, I'm just a cutthroat. You know, I'm like, look, I figure out very quickly if I like you or I don't. I'm telling if you, I can, there's no time wasted. Nah, in none of that most dragon. dudes not like that. No. Listen, like within the first five minutes, I'm like, if you, you really me, know, if you tell me that you hate me within the first five minutes, I know that, you, and you still talking to me, you cool because I'm a butthole. You know, I mean, I already know. Most dudes know. Like but, I said, like I said again, there's a difference between when when someone becomes forever and you bring them into your family, mm-hmm. they become family. Everybody else becomes relatives. Listen, y'all can argue with me all you want to. Nah, what you said makes sense. I but when never I'm heard telling that before, but it makes perfect sense. I'm not even saying y'all. I know there's people on, hey, tweet me. Y'all know where to tweet me. Y'all know where to find me. Y'all can tell me if I'm wrong or if you disagree. But I'm telling you, most men, when 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 that woman that you meet, you want to bring her into your household and I'm going to take care of her. I'm going to be the man of the household. Yep. Everybody else is relatives now. Right. Y'all are relatives. But here's this my is my family yeah, now. Don't mess it up once you get there. Yeah, that's true. Here's my question. Why, or more importantly, you can only do what's allowed. Why is she allowing this relationship to be 
the way it is. She has is she putting the pressure for the ring? Because she for with, the way somebody Olivia Munn? Yeah. She's with Good question. She's with Aaron Rodgers. I don't care I don't care how much you had to put up with. So we just gonna put up with it for the check, for the lifestyle. Quite possible. Okay, it's she, very possible. But I, but then again, I put it like this: think about, and I don't, I don't, you know, of course, we don't know what's going on in their relationship. Exactly. Let, let's put that out. Think there. about how many women will remain in an abusive relationship, whether it's physical or mental. Mm-hmm. Oh, or he emotional. really, oh, he really loves me. He really loves me. He could beat the brakes off her. He could go Conor McGregor on her, and she still be like, he loves me. He loves me. He loves me, and we'll put up with it. All right. So maybe. She's okay with the fact that he's trying to walk a fine line between keeping his family and adding her to his family as opposed to starting Ooh. a family with her and transitioning from those parents from family to relatives. Some people trying to have it all. It's a hard transition. I've you had know, to, I've had to do it. Every man has to do it. She might really um, love a man. You know. Sometimes it's made easier by your family. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's not. We don't know the specifics. Yeah. And then we think about people today. Like they don't necessarily feel like they have to get married to have a family. There's plenty of people shacking up playing house. Yeah. I mean, when you make it as much money as Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers and you have the notoriety and fame that she's developing as an actress, what you worried about? Fair statement. What you worried about? Fair statement. So, uh, I don't think we can have a ruling on Aaron Rodgers. We don't know <laughs> We don't know enough facts. Um, not to mention, I'm kind of on Olivia Munn's uh, side because she played Psylocke and she did it wonderfully. Yes, yeah, she did a good job. She did a good job. And she bad. And she bad. Mm-hmm. Bad. Wow. Bad and bullshit. Amen. Um, but as far as men, um, it is not against man law to side with your woman over your over your parents. Nah. It's not. Because especially if that woman is forever, that's your family. It's a man law if you don't side. It's a man law violation if you don't side with your woman. I mean, there, Do you there, know that there are exceptions to every rule of law? Yeah, you know now she's acting a plump fool and she's you know being manipulative and all this other stuff, and you are so your nose wide open and you so in love that you can't see it, and you refuse to listen to objective you know opinions, then there's a problem. You yeah, know? but that's still you got to side with your woman even if it's your fault. That sounds ugly, but it really <laughs> is. Even if it's your fault, because otherwise you need to stop making her your woman. That don't need to be your woman no more. <laughs> mm. Plain and simple. I don't Facts. disagree. <laughs> Plain and simple. Facts. Fellas, I enjoyed this podcast. This is probably my longest one. We are at a minute and, and an hour and 40 minutes. Oh, yeah, we definitely got Kendall B. <laughs> we, yeah, we, we, we beat this up. Uh, we had a lot of great topics. Man, I got to have you guys on. Um, TJ, tell them where they can find you. And please tell them about your business and where they can find you. Uh, you can find me Facebook, Trevez Strickland, uh, T-R-E-V-I-Z-E, Strickland, like Strickland Propane. But more importantly, check out uh, <laughs> check out my travel business, brand new travel agent trying to get started. Specialize in vacation packages, cruises, whatever you want to do, we'll get you there. Uh, www.redeyetravelclub.com or you can always email me at uh, redeyetravelclub at gmail.com. But yeah, check me out. I'll get you where you want to go. Safe and sound. Nice. Yes, sir. Let's be fair. I have used it. Um, yeah, even I for a, even, I got a, a couple thank you cards in the mail coming okay. for you. Even if even if it's if it's for renting a car or something small, listen, what what Expedia do, what Orbits, yeah, all that stuff. Expedia Orbits, we're we're actually based with Priceline, so just to give you're, a little you're not getting nothing different when you go through them. Right. So why not go through the homie? 
And then yeah. even more so, for some of that stuff that you can't book, I can book it for you. I I work my my vendors. I get you a better price. I get you a better deal. I work with you. You work with me. It's just that simple. You can even get tickets. Oh yeah, tickets. Super Bowl tickets, four or five thousand dollars. I know y'all not trying to pay that, but uh, <laughs> tickets, Beyonce tickets, concert tickets, whatever you need. I'm it an is. entertainment specialist. He the plug, man. He becoming the plug. <laughs> Born, tell them where they can find you. And if you want to plug anything, you can plug it. Well, you can find me, but I may not add you. So, uh, <laughs> you know, but I mean, first name Bowen, last name Hefner. Uh, be careful because my dad has the same first name, and don't add that old fool. Um, <laughs> you know, but like I said, Bowen Hefner, Bowen Mister Unstoppable Hefner on Facebook, uh, Hit Squad Vet on Instagram. That's about all the uh, social media I do. I'm a little old school, um, but other than that, man, just. Uh, want to speak go ahead if not psh, that ain't gonna bother me all right. <laughs> all right of course you can know where you can find me at the number four hf advantage you can find me on twitter and instagram same name you can find me on facebook for home fit advantage sports talk and for home fit advantage sports trash talk again always tweet me always uh message me let me know what you think um, uh, of the show Of course Remember Remember This show is on iTunes now So if you got iTunes You can subscribe To the show It will pop up In your feed All nice and clean And stuff like that Man If you ever have Any critiques Keep them No, no I'm joking man <laughs> If you have anything To say about this man Again I do this show So I can talk sports With my friends And enjoy that time And I want to thank My wife for always Allowing me to do that This is a late night show And the crown Is kicking in so yes, thank you, Nicole. We love you. Appreciate Dang. that. First time I met you, you know, but good deal. <laughs> so thank you, wife, for allowing us to uh, do this podcast, and thank you, to, thank you, everybody that listens, man. Always giving your critiques. Always tell me what you think. Always have a conversation with me. Other than that, man, for home field advantage, this podcast has been completed. I see y'all on the next one.